Hello everyone and welcome again to the Divorce Dad Diaries and I'm your host Stéphane Jutra. I hope everybody's doing well. It was just Halloween and I know it's uh, something pretty important for parents and dads and moms that have little kids. They're always looking forward for that so I hope uh, you managed to have a great time and got a lot of candies this year. I know on my side, uh, this, well, first of all, my kids are older, so they're um, way past their Halloween time. But uh, I know that, yeah, there wasn't that many kids going around here. I was a bit surprised, to be honest with you. Yeah, usually I, I would say I see a lot more kids going around and even in the streets. I, and I know last year with COVID as well was a bit limited, but this year again, maybe because of all the rain and it was kind of raining and some kids basically either didn't go around as the other years, or maybe the parents were driving them from door to door <laughs> to get the candies. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen much going around. All in all, I hope uh, you all had a good time and enjoy some of the time with the kids. As you know, I've been receiving some emails the past couple of weeks or even past couple of months from you all uh, dads out there with some sometimes questions or comments or even a few emails just kind of wanting just to talk and maybe just being listened. As I always say, I always appreciate those emails, so please keep them uh, going and sending them my way. It's always a pleasure and always basically responds to everybody's. So please do. There's a, there's a common topic, I would say, or I don't know if I would, call that a topic but there's a common thing that comes in emails from some of the dads is you know what I'm a bit older and going through a divorce and I'm not too sure how I'll manage with that because I think I might be too old to go back and start dating and meeting people or too old for all this yeah so that's one thing that comes up and a lot of questions about that am I too old basically to get a divorce is it worth it you know when you've been married for 20 years 30 years living you know with the same person you have a life together you have a house and you have everything and you have their bank accounts in common and you have kids maybe that are still there or maybe not but one of the questions always comes up and that's a tough question is is it really worth it should i really go through a separation and divorce or should i just continue this way and just basically live my life because i'm too old for that so that was something interesting and some something that we all think about. I mean, even me, <laughs> you know, I'd been married for almost 20 years and that definitely crosses my mind. It's like, yeah, maybe I should just go on and still and just continue this way. So it will be a less impact for everybody, for the family and for me. And, and also I'm not like 25 years old anymore. So uh, <laughs> is there a life after separation or divorce? So that was something interesting. And I thought, you know what, that would actually make a great topic for the podcast. So here it is for this week. <laughs> so the question is, am I too old to get a divorce or am I too old to leave and get a separation? It's a tough question because it's like anything. And I think I've compared it before with even working for the same company for 20 years. It's something difficult because it's maybe not the best job in the world. Maybe you don't enjoy it as much, but you know, everybody knows you, you're comfortable in that and it's good. You're secure. It's like the security that you need. You know that whatever, every day you show up and you get a paycheck and the risk of you being laid off is very low. Even though if you think about it these years, nothing is certain, especially not about work in that industry. 
but still, it's something you always think about. So a lot of people go through the same thought process about divorce. I'm not really happy or the happiest here, but at the same time, I know the routine, everything goes and works as it should. And even though I'm not that happy, is it really worth it going through this whole thing and sometimes the fighting and everything else to get a new life? So like I said, it's a question I asked myself as well before doing anything. It wasn't working too, too well for many, many years. And I think also, and I mentioned it before, why I waited, I guess, so long. There was a few reasons for that. But what I'm them definitely was, I'm not that happy, but it's kind of the devil I know. And uh, maybe it's better just for me to go and just try to make my own happiness uh, throughout this marriage, even if I wasn't that happy. So yeah, I was kind of curious to see, even though I got a few emails uh, uh, stating that, I was also curious to see what uh, people said out there. And as I always do, I start Googling a little bit and doing my research and I actually found that there's a, a name for that. <laughs> you know, people getting divorced when they get older. Uh, they actually call that a gray divorce. So um, I was really surprised. <laughs> I was really surprised that there was actually a, a term for it and a definition for people of a certain age or pe older people getting divorced. So uh, yeah, apparently they call that gray divorce. And I assume that at that point we all have uh, gray hair, which is my case at this point, but still <laughs> it's not really the purpose. So, so yeah, so uh, if you do a Google and you're interested to read about it, like I said, it's called gray divorce. It's quite interesting. There's a lot of thought to be put in it. And when you start your life, when you're younger, the impact might be a bit less because you're kind of starting your life. Sometimes you don't even have a house. So if you have a house, you just bought a house recently, a year or two. And as far as money and and career and everything is kind of starting and maybe you don't even have kids or maybe just having your first kid or it's kind of early uh, in the process. And at that point, it's not like you start thinking, oh, well, my life is uh, is over. So there's always kind of hope that if you get a divorce and maybe even if you're 25, 30 years old, well, there's still a lot of time after and and there's a lot of time to basically rebuild and find someone and, and have a, a second life or a second chance if you want. But when you get, again, a certain age, you get like in 40s, late 40s, 50s, 60s, you start thinking, well, now you have a house, but everything is paid and and you might have different properties and you might have different investments and your life in general, all the friends and friends in common that you have that basically uh, makes everything more complicated afterwards. So you start thinking about that and wondering what you'll do. So, so that's something to think about. And th there's a few things like that usually come on top of what makes you think and basically, yeah, makes it harder to go forward when you're older. As I said, the number one is definitely money when you're a certain age, and it can be when you're younger as well, but let's just say normally, uh, you've been working for usually many, many years, you put money on the side, so you have a retirement plan, you have a pension plan, you have investment, you have uh, either here uh, what they call the RSPs or the 401k in the US. So you have money on the sides and and that becomes important because if you go through a divorce, most probably you have to split that up equally. At that point in your life, you know, you may be getting closer to retirement and you have all those plans and things you want to do. And also you have to think about, well, yeah, if I get a divorce, basically this has to be split in two and definitely that can have an impact on your 
well, that will have an impact on your life, but definitely an impact also on even on your retirement or even the plan to retire. If you're not close to retirement, you kind of have a plan to when you want to retire and you put money on the side for that. And it's something that you imagine doing, I guess, with your partner as well. So that changes everything and it can become a bit complicated as well. You had planned to retire when you're 50 years old or 60 years old, but now if you get a divorce and you have to basically give half of retirement money or whatever you have on your side to your, to your partner, well, you have to sit down and rethink this uh, retiring strategy or even any plan or dreams that you had you know, at some point later on in your life. So, so that's one thing. The other big thing that also makes everything a bit more difficult and something you think about on top of the list is the housing. Most of the time you have a house, you've been living in that house for a long time with your partner. You might have kids or had kids and they left, but the house is the big equity that you have to also think about. Besides the fact that you have to sell it and split it with your partner, the other question that comes in is, okay, well, what do I do after? I mean, <laughs> once I sell the house, what happens? Where do I go? Do I want to sell everything? You know, I put so much time in that house. I did a lot of renovation and a lot of uh, good memories in there. And, you know, I'm used to uh, do certain things around the house. And I really, really made it comfortable just for myself and for the family. And now all of a sudden, you kind of have to let that go. So that's difficult. That was my case. I mean, I had lived in in the house for, what, maybe 15, 15 years, maybe a bit more than that. And, you know, I love, I love the house I had. And again, I had finished the basement. I had done it the, the way I wanted. I loved the backyard. And even, even in the backyard, at one point, I needed a new shed. So, for example, I actually built a big shed with my dad. So it's a project that we took like a couple of weekends, me and my dad from scratch, bought the wood and just built it up from, from the ground up. And I was so proud and it was an amazing memory. And every time I was going in the backyard and I would see that shed there, you know, it would brought back all those good memories. So by selling the house, obviously this goes away too as well. So some of the, some of the memories goes away. As I was saying before, right? So where do I go? For example, on my side, when we decided to separate, I found an apartment and I left. And I never really had any closure on the house. So I kind of left and brought some stuff with me that I was using. But really, I never really had that closure of going around the house and bringing things with me and just remembering those good memories because I was out of the house and it was really a, a big struggle to actually get the house sold. And when it was sold, I didn't even go in the house. So really my last... Yeah, I would say my last, I wouldn't say good memory because it wasn't a good one, but the last memory I had was actually leaving the house the way it was. Like I said, I never really, I don't really have any regrets on anything, but it's something that I wish would have done differently and something you don't think about, right? It's like, we have to sell this house and find something else. Uh, sometimes you're kind of lucky and the spouse will keep the house with them. I thought about it too. And the fact that it was a big house and also, I was at the beginning thinking that I would have the kids one week out of two. So having this huge house, just half the time just for me and the other time the kids being there, but again, the kids being older, uh, didn't really make sense on my side. So that's why I thought that the best thing would be to sell it. And and my wife at the time too, 
didn't really have a job and couldn't really carry the equity and a new mortgage of the house. So really the, the only option that was left was to sell the house and get whatever equity that was from it and split it in two, which happened, but it took a little while. Another point as well that is difficult, again, at any age, obviously, but the older you get, it's the same thing. It's a social life, right? So when you're younger, you have friends and things like that. Uh, it's okay. But if you live with someone for 15, 20 years or that many years, you actually made a lot of friends, might have a big social life or have a lot of common friends. Yeah. So what happens when you decide to get a divorce and leave? Well, there's two things. First of all, your social life usually will take a little bit of a hit. <laughs> it won't be the same usually. And you have friends in common and now that becomes a bit complicated. What happened with those friends? right? If it's your wife's friends, uh, they might also be put in a not really comfortable position of having to pick or basically having not to talk to you just because it might look weird because they're, let's say, your wife's friend. And same thing with your friends. So usually friends will start picking sides and that's a bit sad. I have a couple of stories about that, which made me sad. But at the end of the day is, is yeah, a lot of people think that they have to pick sides and that's no fun. So definitely uh, going through divorce, you lose some good friends, uh, at least at the beginning. And uh, your social life, again, takes a little bit of a hit. To be honest, not that I minded. I mean, it was so crazy and busy at that time that really my social life was anyways, non-existent. And I think I mentioned in other episodes, I even made a, it was a conscious decision, but I just wanted to spend time by myself and try to figure that out and work on, on this on myself. So um, I kind of lost contact with some friends at that time and didn't really feel like being social anyways. But yeah, that's, that's something that happens, uh, something you don't think about. But uh, friends, common friends, you might have very good friends like that. And after that, it's kind of gone away. So that's pretty sad. And I wish that would have been a bit different with certain people. But I guess uh, that's how it goes, right? So another point as well that another questions and even some comments I got from the emails I got is also the dating side, right? It's like when you're like 45 years old, 50 years old, you're getting like, oh, I, you know, am I too old to start dating again? I haven't dated for like 30 years, 40 years, whatever years. And I'd say it might be a bit scary to go back and start thinking about, oh yeah, now I have to go kind of back on the dating seat and find someone. And sometimes you might think, you know, who would want to date this old guy, <laughs> an old guy like this with, uh, with kids and who's basically living in an apartment, right? So that's also something that kind of crosses your mind and it's a common topic as well. But if there's one thing is, what well, doesn't matter what age you are, there's people <laughs> free and available at any age. And I don't think it's easier or harder to find someone if you're like, 40, 50 years old, and if you are like 15 or 20 years old. So I think it's all a question of perspective. And since there's a lot of divorce these days, I would even think that there's probably a lot more people that are older that are available and looking for other people, right? Your chances are at least the same, if not better, when you're, you're older as well. And, and also something that is important to keep in mind is, is uh, being older, you kind of also know now, after going through a divorce or maybe sometimes more, uh, you know what you want and what you don't want. It might be a bit difficult at times, but at the same time, 
there's a lot of people out there and that's that shouldn't be any issue nobody's too old to start dating <laughs> so yeah so that's that's one of the thing that keeps popping up in emails and readings that i do as well on that so i was just curious uh, you know we talk about gray divorce which still sounds kind of funny for a name but anyways i i, I think about gray about this uh what's the name of that movie the 50 shade of gray but anyways nothing to do with that but I decided as well to start Googling a bit more the gray divorce and see if I could get some information and statistics, as you know. I found a couple of things, like uh, there's some research that were published in the journals of gerontology, which sounds pretty sad. I mean, it sounds like, you know, a journal for old people, but anyway, not that being uh, old is sad, but yeah, sounds, I didn't know that that existed, but the Journal of Gerontology found that more than one in four people getting divorced in the United States are over 50. So that was surprising. Like 25% of divorces are with people over 50. And over half of those divorces happen after 20 years of marriages. So as we know, you know, the rate of divorce actually doubled in the past 20 years, 30 years. But it's kind of a bit of an eye-opening that basically 25% of divorces above 50 and uh, 20 years of marriage. You know, it's kind of surprising data, but at the same time, when you think about it, it's kind of also a bit encouraging knowing that I guess people tried <laughs> for 20 years or more. And uh, I guess you get at a point where it's nice to know that life is not over, even if you're over 50 and people think that's a good thing to do and, and they wish to go on with their life. If you talk about myself, that was something that crossed my mind at one point and that made me I wouldn't say that would make, that made me decide to go forward. And it wasn't the only thing, but at one point I was like sitting down, I remember in my living room and thinking, you know what? I don't want to be 80 years old in my deathbed and just thinking, oh, I should have done this. And I have all those regrets, right? I mean, we have only one life to live and that's what I was telling myself. And no matter how old you are, you deserve happiness and there's always time for happiness. So that kind of one thing that always crossed my mind and, uh, made me, uh, I guess, go forward and try to find this happiness and be happy. So, as I was saying, gray divorces are on the rise from statistic, actually, 25%, but it's on the rise. And I was also curious about the reasons. Like, what are the top reasons why people get divorced? I don't think this only applies to gray divorces, but applies to anyone. Some of them may be a bit more if you're older, but still. If you look at great divorce and the top reasons why they happen, well, the first one is growing apart. And I can see why after, you know, 20 years of marriage, if you don't keep the fire burning and try to put some effort into it and not take the other one for granted, over time, it gets worse and worse and worse. And you kind of grow apart. And I think that's a little bit what happened on my side as well, is kind of realize that we add basically our own... Uh, ideas and plans and things you wanted to do and grew apart, kind of grew in two different directions. So so after time, we realized that. Also, one of the other top reasons is, you know, the last child actually left home or your, your kids are older. That's, again, something that you see and hear all the time is the kids basically are often a reason why there's no divorce and uh, the parents decide to stay together. They're often like the glue of the marriage, which... It shouldn't be the case, but it's often the case that uh, you don't want to leave because your kids are either younger or your kids are still home. And a lot of people are thinking, you know what, once my kids are older and they leave the house, then 
there's no more reason really to stay in a happy marriage and I can just kind of start living my life. So that's uh, something common and something I, I heard from a few people and some friends as well. The other point as well related to the reasons is retirement. Getting close to retirement and I mean, maybe it's a bit the follow-up of the last point about that the last child leaving home or all your kids out of the house is you start thinking about retirement and not having to work anymore. And so retirement is, means staying home all the time or you know, you might get that little house on the beach and basically spend the rest of your of your days there. And you start thinking, well, do I really want to retire and stay home and have, for example, my partner there all the time with me? <laughs> that emphasizes, I think, and amplifies the problems a thousand times because, I mean, when you work, everybody's doing their thing, you come back home, you do your routine. But when you start living at home, with that person all the time, if you don't get along, if you don't have the same ideas, the same plan, it can get very challenging. And you see that often with people getting retired and after they decide, you know what, they want to get retired, but they decide to split up and just do their own thing on their side. The other thing too is the older you get, you maybe start having some life regrets, things you always wanted to do and you didn't do because you were working or because you had a family or because whatever reason happened before, now you start thinking, okay, at a certain age, don't have that many years in front of me that I had before. So it's time to do things that I always wanted to do that I couldn't do. And sometimes, you know, you couldn't do them because of responsibilities that you had. And sometimes you couldn't do them because of whatever, various reason, because of your partner or because of the, the marriage or so uh, those life regrets start to uh, kind of pile up and you start thinking, you know what, it's time now or never. So that also is a reason why uh, people will get a divorce when they're a bit older. And one of the last point that was uh, mentioned was the difference in lifestyles as well. The older you get, you start knowing what you like, what you don't like, and you might have activities on the side and, and different lifestyles as well. You want to live on a beach and just enjoy sunsets and everything every day and the other partner wants to go travel the world and just party and so those are different lifestyles which are not necessarily compatible and that's where you realize that maybe it's not a good thing to stay together because you're not looking for the same thing and you're actually wanting completely different lifestyles so that's uh that's one of the reasons as well that that was on the list so that's interesting, and I think they're all valid reason, and you've probably seen those reasons with either parents that got divorced or friends or, or some family. Those are pretty common things. Like I said, uh, definitely a bunch of them apply to me and kind of contributed the, uh, on, on the divorce. So as a last point, there's a few things to consider, I guess. Like I said before, it's, it's never easy to get a divorce. Is it easier or harder when you're older? I don't think you can say either way. It's different, but uh, like I mentioned before, when you get older, you have, I guess, different type of problems and things that you have to consider. And there was also a list of things to consider uh, when you get a divorce when you're older. The alimony, obviously the alimony at this stage in life also can make a huge difference, right? So if you've been with someone for 30 years, for example, and that person never worked, uh, well, you have to start thinking about the money that you would have to pay that, uh, your partner if the finances are different from both sides, it's definitely something to think about. When you start your life or when you've been married for a couple of years, it's not really considering that part. But when you've been married all your life, you can't just decide to leave and just, that's it. 
they really start looking at alimony and how much you make and how to separate everything between the two partners, but also how like a lot of people that get divorced when they're older, they pay basically any money the rest of their lives to their spouse because they make that much more money. And that's something definitely to consider. The division of assets, I mentioned it a bit before. When you're older, it becomes a bit more complicated. I mean, you pay alimony, but as well, you maybe got a few, uh, uh, you know, equity in the house. You have maybe more than one house. You have a, a you know, summer house. You might have a house in another country and you might have a lot of... Uh, valuable things that you bought along the way while you were married that basically you have to separate in two. <laughs> so that also becomes more complicated, the division of assets. When you start your life or when you're younger, usually it's much more simple. You don't have that much at that point. So so it's something really, uh, really to consider. Also, it's kind of funny that another point that they put there is age and uh, kind of being around someone that feels old and complains. So sometimes that's what's happening in a couple. There might be someone that's, like I said, the party, uh, the party animal and the other person is more quiet. And uh, sometimes also it's, you know, there's a one that complains all the time. And I don't know, maybe it's a stereotype about older people, but maybe because you become less patient, I would put it on that, that uh, you might be complaining a lot more. And after a while, you know, the other partner has enough of the complaining and the negativity and everything else. So they decide that they don't want to hear about it for the rest of their life. And especially when you're older and you start seeing in retirement coming soon, you definitely don't want to be at home with someone that, for example, complains all the time and someone you don't want to be with. That's another thing to consider. Sex as well, depending, it's like anything else, right? You can get to a certain point where maybe sex is inexistent or maybe one would have to have would want to have more than the other one so that also is something to consider and something that might become an issue and something that uh, pushes the balance on one side and the last point i think i yeah i mentioned about it before is basically active versus passive lifestyle so definitely that's something uh, that you need to have someone in your life that wants the same lifestyle of, as you because it, it will become uh, way complicated on that front and like I said sometimes it doesn't happen and sometimes you realize over years that people change and maybe when you first met everybody was happy to be you know having this active lifestyle and basically doing a 20 million activities every week and meeting a bunch of people but at some point it changes and one of the partners uh, decides to you know, what they want, something a bit more kind of quieter lifestyle, and that might become an issue if the other partner is not uh, willing to compromise or if both people are not willing to compromise. So, so it's definitely something to, to consider. So after all this, like I said, I wanted to just talk a little bit about those gray marriages. And as we can see, there's a lot of different things that can influence and also a lot of reasons why when you get up older, you decide to uh, get a divorce and that this is going on the rise. Kind of interesting points. I think the key thing here to remember, at least for myself, is you're never too old to be happy. And at the end of the day, I think for me at least is what's important is, you know, happiness can happen at any age. So that shouldn't stop you. And uh, you might have, you know, stayed in a marriage for many, many years and, you know, had all those responsibilities, did what you had to do. But if you're not happy 
and you decide to basically move forward with separation and divorce, it, it is fine and it's something completely normal and something that you should do for yourself because like I said, you definitely deserve to be happy and uh, as I always tell myself, we only have one life to live, right? So we don't want to be miserable and it's never too, too late to start to be happy. So that's all for this week and I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as always, if you have any question about the topic or if you think you're too old <laughs> or want to talk about it or have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at thedivorce.diaries at gmail.com. And you can also find all the episodes and information on my website on www.thedivorce.diaries.com. And also feel free to reach me on social uh, media platform, Instagram, thedivorce.diaries. You can reach me also on Facebook, Twitter. So feel free, even on the website, there's a section where you can send me uh, some comments or email if you want. Feel free if you want to talk or anything. Everything can even be anonymous if you prefer, but I'll be more than happy to have a chat or even to reply back. Until then, I hope you have a great rest of week and thank you again for joining. And if you have a second, please, if you can go subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, that would be really appreciated. Just subscribe to it and that way you'll be basically aware every time there's a new episode that's posted. So you get a notification and you won't be missing anything. And that would be great. And also gives me kind of an idea who's uh, who's listening and who wants to uh, be aware of what's happening on this side. So I hope you all have a great week and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.